0: Welcome to The Irony of Beauty, a fortnightly podcast hosted by skincare experts Fiona and Rose. They love a good chat and sometimes a heated debate about all things skin and nutrition, calling out scaremongering, misinformation and misleading marketing
1: in an ever-confusing world of beauty and wellness. Please note, the information provided is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace qualified medical advice. Today, Rose, we're talking about... I think something that we all struggle with, body image. Um, And I think it's something that you and I are really passionate about because we're both really, um, I think we're both aligned in the fact that we really want to empower women and build confidence. And I don't know about you, but I think body image, well, for me personally, body image is is a huge thing and it's something that I think even from my childhood, it was something that I had issues with.
0: Yeah. And that's um, common for a lot of clients, you know, that I talk to in the clinic as well. I think even for myself, I had very similar issues too, you know, we're constantly comparing ourselves to whether it's our friends or whoever it is that we know. Um, And I think it, you know, there's a time now that we need to let go of this perception of perfection. Um, You know, what this perception of perfection really is like, what is it? What are we comparing ourselves to? So, You know, I try and always educate my clients as we did last night at my education event. This is really about you embracing your body and being the best version of yourself. And I think that's what we really need to get across to our clients, which which you and I are both on the same page, Um, you know, really tuning into that level of um, self-confidence, self-empowerment, really embracing our own bodies and not comparing ourselves to the next person because we are, in essence, all different. Um, so it's just really loving our bodies and loving ourselves and developing a level of self-confidence that makes you feel so empowered that you can tackle anything within your life, you know, and that just then creates a the domino effect on every single relationship we have in our lives as well, you know, whether it's with our partner or our children or our friends, ourselves, you know, that's really I think what we need to focus on now.
1: We definitely need to focus on, I think it's about how do we do that i pulled some stats up earlier i was looking at the the butterfly foundation i don't know if you've heard of the butterfly foundation but it's a foundation here in australia that really tries to help people with eating disorders and body image right and the the stats i pulled up which were from earlier this year which i i think it was may 2023 um Ninety percent of young people are concerned about their body image. That's huge. So, so this is still happening. Seventy um, percent were teased about their appearance, um, and that was mainly when they were at school. And so, whilst you and I are really aligned with you know building women's confidence and empowering women, it's frightening to think that. It's really not changing, you know, especially with the young people that they are really concerned about how they look. And then, of course, we've got the social media angle, which just that wasn't around when I was growing up. Social media wasn't around. So we didn't have Instagram and we didn't have TikTok. So we didn't have all of those things to compare ourselves with. We didn't have face filters, which is, you know, gosh, Now, if I put a face filter on now, I'm like, oh, if I take it off, I'm like, oh, my God, do I really look like that? Um, Yes. It is actually quite frightening. And, you know, some of the face filters, we look completely different. I know um, there's a face filter that I have used in the past that makes my nose thinner. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I actually really like that. But (laughs) I actually think that If that was around 20 years ago and I was using it, I seriously would have considered a nose job when I was younger if the filters had been around. Um, Now I'm just like, oh, God, no, that's the last thing I'm going to do. But there are so many people. I was in Bondi a couple of weeks ago and I saw about three people walking around with, um, you know, the bandages on where they'd had nose jobs just in the shopping center and i'm like what's going on everyone seems to be getting nose jobs and i'm sh- i think it's to do with social media and all these face filters that are making our noses look different um then of course we've got people like the kardashians that you know it's ludicrous to think that they were they were getting butt implants or fat transfers um which is the most dangerous Plastic surgery procedure to have they were having that um so then women started going around wanting to have fat injections and get bigger bums back in the day you wanted a smaller bum um boob jobs and everyone's copying everyone and then I watched the Beckham documentary which is incredible if you haven't watched it watch it it is really really good it um, is good
0: that's very good
1: have you watched it it's so yeah. good um, I really took a lot out of that. The the way that they were, he was basically you know hated on, um, yeah. and still managed to get through it. Very very strong minded. But the fact you know he shaved his head. David Beckham shaved shaved his head. Then all the young children started shaving their heads. You know and grown ups as well. Then he grew a mohawk. So then everyone started walking about with mohawks. I mean, if you think about it, we're all sheep. And then the trend starts on online or in the media and then everybody else follows it and where has that independent thinking gone where we can actually dress what we want to dress rather than follow a trend um it's sad it's sad that we've got to a stage where everyone's following everyone on social not only what we look like but also what we're thinking you know people say things and they're just regurgitating information that they've heard elsewhere and they think that's the way it's got to be. And so for me I'm I'm very passionate about, you know, empowering women, empowering confidence, empowering freedom of speech, empowering yourself to think on your own two feet and have your own beliefs instead of just copying what everybody else is doing. And it's hard because I think, you know, growing up I didn't have social media and I hate to think how you know, how screwed up I would have been if I'd been exposed to social media. I just had glossy magazines and seeing, you know, women photoshopped and looking beautiful. But in this day and age, I think for the young ones, it's even harder. So whilst we're all about empowering women, Rose, how do we do it?
0: (laughs) Well, that's a really good question, because it does come down to working especially on the younger people's mindset making them understand that there is nothing wrong with you if you want to improve yourself to make you kind of i guess have a a new level of self-confidence that's okay if that's something that you're choosing to do but you're choosing to do it for yourself you're not choosing it just because someone else on social media has told you to do it plastic surgery now is so accessible it's easily accessible and people like the kardashians are very influential and they have made it basically okay to do it so because kim is doing it everybody else wants to do it but unfortunately it's sending the wrong message to people it's basically teaching us that our body the way that it is now is not good enough the way that it is we have to go and have plastic surgery to actually enhance ourselves and make it look better that's the incorrect message um i do feel like that there is a place for plastic surgery it can be very effective, but it needs to be done for the right reasons. You know, um, if if a patient comes in and has, you know, body dysmorphia, doesn't matter how many procedures they're going to have, they're never really going to be happy. So I think you really have to ask yourself the question, why am I doing this? What is the reason I, I choose to go down the road of plastic surgery? Why do I feel like my body is not good enough? You know, um, just because Kim Kardashian is doing something, doesn't mean that you have to do something you know so it is about embracing our body the way to, the way that it is finding those treatments or those procedures that can that can enhance our body and make us feel better and have a new level of self-confidence without comparing ourselves to somebody else it, that, that level of the perception of perfection it doesn't exist it, it actually doesn't there is no perception of perfection it is about tuning into yourself and what makes you feel good and me, and feeling more empowered to love your body more it's not about comparing yourself to anybody else and I think that's the message we need to get across especially to young ones um I've got daughters you know and I've always taught them not to look at things on social media and because everything is like you said it's filtered it's it's photoshopped it's um you know enhanced or whatever these technologies are called these days to kind of make things look smaller um you can't really go by that you know um you you can't really look at those people and think why does she look like that and i don't look like that and and i think the same thing can be um you know talked about with mothers that have just had children right you've got these celebrities that are having children and bouncing back even better than what they were before pregnancy whereas realistically that doesn't happen you know like your body doesn't bounce back normally without a lot of hard work so And that means exercise, you know, eating well, diet, looking after your body. You know, most of the time these celebrities are having plastic surgery to make themselves bounce back and look better than what they were prior to pregnancy. So read between the lines, you know, not everything that you see on social media is true. Um, So, you know, I think we need to get that message across to people that embracing our body, regardless of whatever stage you're going through in life, whether it's puberty or postpartum, post, you know, pregnancy or menopause, whatever stage you're going through, it really comes down to how you feel about yourself and the things that you can do to enhance your own body and your level of self-confidence to feel empowered and embrace everything about your own life. It's not about comparing ourselves to anybody else because those, they have unrealistic expectations, those people. They've got things so accessible. They've got so much money they've got plastic surgeons everywhere
1: trainers personal trainers it. Skincare. and it's a fine line though don't you think because you know we work in the aesthetics industry and it can be a toxic industry. It can be preying on people's insecurities. And I think it, it is a fine line between, you know, I'm sorry to say, but I do think there are people out there that are preying on people's insecurities and coming in for this treatment and coming in for that and cellulite treatments and this, that and the other. And then there's that flip side of, well, if it's going to help confidence and help improve your confidence and help you feel better, then that's why i do it that's why i'm i'm here for that to help people feel better about themselves and improve confidence but if someone is happy walking around with cellulite and i've got cellulite um but mine has improved yeah (laughs) Um, and i swear the collagen has just completely transformed that um taking the collagen but there's a fine line between saying to someone, Oh my God, we've got to do something about your cellulite or someone saying, I'm concerned about my cellulite. Is there anything I can do? And I think that's where we need to, um, be very, very careful of not pointing out people's flaws and making them feel insecure. I was, I live at the beach. I live at Balmoral. And I had a meeting this week and I was just walking, um, along the beach as you do to my work meeting. (laughs) Um, and there were people at the beach and I was just looking around and there was all different shapes and sizes. And there was a lady walking along. She had her children um, in the pram and she literally was walking along in a bikini. Um, wasn't the perfect body, just, you know, very normal, normal looking person with, you know, though he and some sort of bulges here, there and the other. I was looking at her and I was thinking, good on you. Like, I actually wish I had the confidence to be able to just walk about in bikini bottoms, pushing a pushing a pram, letting it all hang out. And she was fit, don't get me wrong, but um, she didn't care. Like she was confident and the, just the confidence oozed out of her. Um, and I just think, sadly, we are lacking that in society of just being able to walk around in confidence, not worried about what people think. And I just love seeing people just all shapes and sizes walking around enjoying life, um, basically letting it all hang out and not worried about what other people think of them. And for me that's really inspiring because it's probably not something that I have done, I mean, maybe when I was younger, but then, of course, society kicks in. And then if you surround yourself with the wrong people, Um, and they're saying toxic things to you, that can really affect your self-esteem. And I think we all go through that at certain stages in our life. You know, there will be people that say mean things about um, your body. They'll point out your flaws. And there are people out there that will prey on people's insecurities. I have made a point now of staying away from anyone that I feel is Toxic like that. And if I have a friend, um, I will back off that person, probably not a friend, if they comment about weight. Because that's one thing I just think you don't comment about. It does grind my gears if someone says, Wow, you look great. Have you lost weight? That yeah. to me, I don't think we should be saying that to people. Um, you don't know what that person has been through. Were they obese and they've got themselves on a health kick and they have lost weight and they're looking fit and healthy um, or have they been through extreme stress and are they going through a hard time but just because they've lost a bit of weight someone's saying you look great you've lost weight for me I just think it is highly inappropriate to comment on people's weight you don't say to someone oh you have put on weight very rarely some people do um, but people think it's okay to say you've lost weight I had a friend that kept commenting about my weight. Oh, you're too thin, you're too thin. I wasn't too thin. I was a normal body weight. But because they had put weight on, they were trying to make themselves feel better by constantly commenting on on my weight. Um, Oh, it's all right for you. You don't, you know, you're slim. And I'm like, well, you don't know my backstory. And I had said a few times, please stop commenting on my weight. I actually find it really triggering. I don't want you commenting on my weight or whether you think I look good as to my weight. Um, it should be irrelevant. It should be you look healthy, you look fit, but don't say, oh, you're too thin or you're um, you know, you're you've lost weight, you look good. I don't think that's a good thing to be saying, and it's something that I find personally quite quite triggering.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that level. Um I think there's things that should be said and things that shouldn't be said and that's one of them. You know, I deal with clients every day as you do and women are so insecure these days of their own bodies. Um because number one they're comparing themselves to everybody, of like I said earlier, but people that make those types of comments usually are insecure themselves about their own body. Um so, you know, we really have to have a lot more respect for each other and like you said you don't know what that person's gone through you know you you have no idea so you know i think comments like that really shouldn't be said because
1: yeah you don't know that person mm. i'm lucky because i have got an incredible husband yeah um and my husband is the kind of guy that doesn't matter if you've got cellulite wobbly bits saggy skin if he sees you walking around in your underwear he'll he will or me anyway <laughs> <laughs> not you <laughs> I'm not <laughs> um he'll wolf whistle you know go like oh look at you and I'm like oh look at me you know he, he's such a confidence builder and I am so grateful for that because I couldn't think of anything worse than being with somebody that's like oh look at you or, oh there's a bit of cellulite like there are you going to do anything about it or you're getting a bit you're getting a bit tubby aren't you like you and there are men out there that will do that there are men that will or women um, that will say, oh, that's disgusting. Look at you. And I just think whenever I hear comments like that, to me, that is a red flag to get the hell out of there. You don't need to be surrounding yourself with people like that. Even friendships, you know, I've removed people in my life that make to- what I call toxic comments, like backhanded comments mm. um, that, you know, are little put downs that are said in jest or, bit of a joke. Oh, I'm just joking. It's like, no, you're not actually, that's just a, that's just a put down to try and um, make somebody else feel insecure. So I think, you know, building on self-esteem, a lot of it is who you surround yourself with. You want to be surrounding yourself with people that aren't competing. You want to be surrounding yourself with people that are encouraging you and building you up. And I'm not saying about being fake and saying things just to make you feel good but people that are encouraging you and you know are genuine friends a genuine friend will pull you up and say hey that's out of line or you're not looking so good at the moment what's going on that's that's being genuine and actually coming from a place of love and compassion but yeah. you want to be around the cheerleaders and the positive people and the people that will say who cares what you look like in a bikini just get that on and get in the pool and have some fun. You know, they're the people you want to be around, not the ones that are like, oh my God, did you see like, she's put a couple of kilos on. That's really toxic. And they're not people that I want to be around.
0: And I think um, the older we get, we learn that lesson. We realize that it's actually okay to not align yourself with those people because um, their values and their morals um, are completely different to what yours are. So That is okay um, to be able to do that and take those people out of your life. You want to surround yourself with people that do lift you up and help you to build up your confidence. And it is about women supporting women, which is what we do here in the clinic a lot as well. Um, My education night last night was really focused on that. And, And it was amazing to see how people decided to open up throughout the evening and really share their stories again. And we are all on the same page, you know. I don't know one person that doesn't have cellulite. You know, I have not seen one person in the clinic that does not have any cellulite on their body, regardless of what size you are. You know, I went overseas,
1: you know. Last twice, day. I reckon. I've seen it about twice
0: <laughs> in my oh, life. Not- um, I went overseas this year um, and also back in 2019. And one thing I noticed when I went overseas on the beaches, regardless of whatever age you are or whatever size you are, you have women in bikinis. And I think for me, that gave me a level of self-confidence to actually put on a bikini and walk around and feel the most empowered I've ever felt in my life. And I felt so free and I was able to truly be myself when I was over there because there was no judgment and I felt safe. Whereas here, for me to go to a beach here and wear a bikini, I absolutely would not do that because I feel like I'm being judged. I don't have the perfect body. I have cellulite on my legs. You know, like it, it's such a different environment. So it is about the way, who you surround yourself with, the environment that you are in. But I think that all needs to change now. I think women need to now start supporting each other and understand that this perception of, of perfection does not exist, you know, when you stop preparing each yeah. other.
1: I've been um, with women before where maybe you've been at a lunch or something and another woman has walked in and somebody has said, "Oh my God, look at the state of her! She shouldn't be wearing that. That's horrendous!" Or, "Look at that! That looks," um. And I'm like, "How? I do not want to surround myself with people like that because for me, women should be supporting women. Women should not be saying horrible things about the way somebody looks. Um, I make it, you know. I, but sometimes there, there's a there's a way of doing it. I mean." You might, you might think somebody could improve their grooming, for instance, and you want to help with that. Um, but I wouldn't be making derogatory comments about an individual person and calling them out and, and bitching about them um, when I just think sometimes if somebody is exuding confidence and they're rocking it, Why put them down? That's just highlighting that other person's insecurity, and they're projecting it onto that person. I think there is nothing more empowering than confidence. And it doesn't come from what you look like. Let me tell you, you know, as you said, we will never get to perfection. What is perfection? It's different in everybody's eyes. Um, But what is, what is really, really infectious is confidence. I mean, if you look at Men, for instance, you can have certain men that look physically beautiful and absolutely gorgeous, but then you get to know them and you think you're actually quite an ugly person, then all that beauty and attractiveness just completely disappears. Um, And it's the same for women as well. It's not just men. Um, But my point being, you know, you could have a man that on paper is quite physically unattractive, but they have such charisma and confidence that they have all these beautiful women around them because they are a beautiful person. So I am, as, as corny and toothy as it sounds, I am attracted to confidence and personality. Looks for me... It's in the eye of the beholder, and I have met a lot of beautiful-looking people that are very, very ugly inside, and a lot of people that are not maybe so beautiful on the outside physically, but are just such beautiful people, they become the most beautiful people I've ever met, and so... I think it's important that we don't just judge people by their looks. I also think how we think about ourselves is really, really important. Something that was drummed into me from an early age was I remember, you know, younger when I was growing up, you know, and I I remember saying things like, oh, I hate my legs, I hate my legs, my thighs are so fat, you know, or, or when you hear people saying things like that. And my mum, I would never say that about my body now because I remember my mum always saying, you know, there are people that would just love to have legs. Um, and that, that
0: is a very good point, what you just said. Always think about someone else that's worse off than you.
1: You know, and then if you're worried about cellulite or you're worried about a roll of fat on your body and you just think there are people dying there are people clinging to life there are people that just would love to have legs to be able to walk there are people you know who cares if they're short you know I've got really short legs I think I've got the shortest legs in the world and who cares they're working they're my legs and you know they they take me places and I'm grateful to have seriously I am so grateful that I have got two arms and I've got two legs because there's a lot of people that don't have that you know Somebody may go, oh, I wish my nose was longer or thinner or shorter or I wish this and I wish that. Yes, but at the end of the day, you've got a fit and healthy body and there's a lot of people that may be perfect looking but don't have a fit and healthy body and they would do anything to have a fit and healthy body even if it doesn't look perfect. So I think we really need to have to change the way we think about things and and really start to appreciate our bodies for the miraculous machines that they are, they really are. And unfortunately, we get caught up in society and all this, you know, we should be looking a certain way and people preying on us and telling us how we should look. And we work in an aesthetics industry where I think there's even more pressure for that, Yes, which is, is, I think, a harder industry to be in. I know I grew up in the UK. When I moved to Australia, I noticed myself there's, definitely more of a body image i noticed it anyway and it might be because i work in the aesthetics industry but the women that i met when i moved over seemed way more concerned about diet and the way they look than the the english women that i had surrounded myself in the uk um which is interesting and i guess probably because in sydney we're surrounded by beaches, beautiful beaches. So women are more concerned about what they look like in a bikini. Whereas in the UK, um, you know, you don't walk about in a bikini much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's all thick jumpers and cups of tea and probably more carbohydrate type foods. You know, there's a lot more of that as well. I have noticed as well, my own personal theory, that body shapes change in different countries depending on on diet. And I I noticed sort of in, in the UK, not all, but you know, it does tend to be a little bit heavier on the bottom half. I was definitely a lot heavier on the bottom half. And then when I I moved here and probably my diet changed to be more more salads and healthier plant-based foods, the food is you, you tend to eat healthier when the climate's warmer. Um, my body shape definitely changed. I, I lost that 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 pear shaped heaviness that I that I had when probably I was eating more things like, you know jacket potatoes and baked beans for lunch and you know you'd have cake in the afternoon with a cup of tea and there was there were more sort of heavier type foods there Yorkshire pudding roast potatoes all of those things which don't really eat over here does make a difference to the body shape I think as well and your hormones etc but I definitely noticed women here were way more concerned about diet you know in the UK friends would be tucking into much bigger lunches and they weren't overweight they were healthy um whereas here rice crackers you know I hadn't really come across rice crackers before till I moved to Australia and all the girls at lunch were eating rice crackers and tuna yeah I'm like what's going on why is everyone eating rice crackers why are they not eating real food
0: Exactly. Um, And it comes back down to this insecurity within ourselves and that lack of self-confidence to really embrace our own body. Um, If you think about it from a relationship point of view, you know, being in a relationship with a partner, relationships now are very different to what they were years ago. Now everyone actually wants a partner um, and that partner fell in love with you for who you are as an individual. If you're constantly saying to this person, I hate my legs, I hate my face, I hate my body, I'm fat, it's going to, number one, reduce their attraction to you, but number two, also reduce your level of self-confidence when it comes to intimacy. And I think that's a huge thing as well. Um, And that was something else that we discussed at the education event last night. Um, Really tuning into, obviously, number one, the amount of results we can get with our first phase, but obviously tuning into our second phase, our vaginal health, Um, And improving that and lifting up our power and improving our level of self-confidence, procedures that we have available now can really enhance those relationships and enhance those intimacy level with our partners without actually comparing ourselves to the next person because we are all completely different. You know, we all look different. We have different shapes. We have different bodies. This is not about comparing to someone else. If there's no right or wrong here. There's nothing wrong with you. It's about improving and lifting your level of self-confidence if there's something you would either aesthetically like to improve, make everything look better. Some of us have an innie, some of us have an outie, or functionally improve things so that you can have better quality of life with your partner. And I think a lot of relationships do deteriorate because women are so insecure about their bodies We do lack self-confidence. We're going through so many hormonal changes as we get older that sometimes we don't have control of, um, of the way that we're feeling as a result of that. So I think we need to tune into learning to embrace our bodies and looking at the things that are available to help us to stay stay healthier for longer and really appreciate and love who we are so that we do stay confident.
1: Definitely. And I think, you know, even with Things like stretch marks, whether that be from weight gain, weight loss, pregnancy, everybody's got stretch marks to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Um, Some will have them more than others. There are things we can do to actually help the appearance. But at the end of the day, it does come down to confidence. And it's confidence that makes you attractive, not what you look like. You're like, you can literally get away with anything if you are confident and you become attractive if you are confident. And I think that just comes down to who we are surrounding ourselves with, what we are speaking over ourselves. I'm a big believer in, you know, the power of self-talk and we our bodies respond to what we think and what we say about ourselves and about other people. So we literally are little magnets. So if we're saying horrible things to ourselves, what do you think that's doing to our self-esteem and to our actual selves of our body? Yes. And what do you think it's attracting into our lives? So if we are thinking that, you know, we don't like ourselves very much with this, with that, um, we are going to attract people into our lives that are going to reinforce that self-belief. So until we start with ourselves, let's just say you want to meet the partner of your dreams but you have negative self-talk and you are worried about the way you look or you, you, you've you got to fix this up before you you meet the person or, oh, I'm not going to do this until I've lost weight. That used to be a big thing of mine. You know, oh, I'll, I'll wait till you know, Done my hair, or I wait till I'm this size, or that never happens. You know, it, the confidence won't come when you've lost the weight. The confidence has to come now. Things don't change when you lose weight because who you really are is still there. And until you've dealt with that inner person, if you lose weight and you haven't dealt with it, you'll put the weight back on. You know, Quite often I see people with with weight issues and I often say it's not the weight that's the issue it's it's what the weight represents and quite often we will put weight on obviously we're eating more to put the weight on but that is coming from or being fed literally by something else so maybe it's something that you don't want to face in your life maybe it's yeah. a it's a comfort mechanism maybe it's a protective mechanism I find most people will put weight on when they are trying to protect themselves from something. That fat is an extra protection and an extra padding, and it might be an emotional padding, but they still put that extra weight on comfort eating when they need that extra protection. So until you lose the need for having to have that extra protection, until you feel ready and empowered and confident to face things without having to be protected from it, you'll never fix the weight issue. And so it's so much more than just what we eat. It's such a big emotional component to that. And so what we say to ourselves on a daily basis really is going to set us up for failure or success and I think you know those people that are parents what we say to children is is a huge thing you know and how we act as well so if if you have a parent that has an eating disorder or someone that is always on a diet or I can't eat that or oh no don't that's going to be passed down to the child um for sure I had a mother that just sort of lived off cigarettes and coffee in the daytime. She was actually overweight but of course she was typical can't eat because wants to lose weight and then would overeat at nighttime and there was this this yo-yo dieting thing. So of course I grew up thinking if I have three meals a day I'll get fat. I actually thought that because my mum basically implied that if she had lunch as well she would get get fat. Um the only thing that has actually worked for me with weight is to eat three times a day. Yes. Um, If I don't eat and I starve myself in the day, it will end up in binge eating or, or overeating. And I'm someone that has probably had every single eating disorder in, in history, like every single one. Um, and it took me ages to work out where it was all all coming from. And there was a lot of other stuff going on as well. And until I dealt with that and the need for needing protection or the need for running away, um, I couldn't deal with it. And in the end, I I did deal with it. And obviously, studying nutrition was, was a huge part of that. But there's a huge emotional part as well. So I think when people have got eating disorders or weight issues, they have to look at the emotional triggers not just at the food because the food is is just a a symptom. The emotional trigger is sort of what is the root cause of it and unless you can get to that, you'll always have yo-yo dieting and, and weight issues, I believe, anyway.
0: Yeah, and our parents are our biggest role models so it's natural for us to take on their belief system. However the only way we're really going to change this is to change our subconscious beliefs. Right. So, and that comes with repetition. So it's about you embracing, you know, new ways of thinking, you know, what works for your parents back then, bless them. They didn't know any better, but it may not work for you. Times have changed and we understand more about health and wellness now, mental health, all of those things. There's so much more awareness now. So, It is about changing our subconscious beliefs and the only way to do that is with repetition and building good habits, you know, and I feel that is the way to actually move forward and embrace our bodies and live better quality of life, surrounding yourself with those people that are in alignment with your thought processes and that can really build you up. And the more you do that, the more repetition you you do with believing those things and talking to yourself in a positive way energetically you're going to start to become the best version of yourself it's going to happen naturally so yeah there's you know it's just about making the right choices and developing the right habits and listening to the right people
1: it's definitely about making the right habits um and unfortunately in in the media we have all this noise and it's going to start again it starts every january (laughs) about going on another diet um you know it's whether it's intermittent fasting or keto or paleo or God knows whatever the trend is at the moment, I don't even follow them anymore because it just comes down to sensible eating. Let's face it. Um, But there's wellness trend after wellness trend. And then, you know, somebody was saying to the other day about what about hydrogen water? Should I be on that? Oh, for God's sake, like, who are these people? And why are, why are we still believing all this stuff? You know, um, it just comes down to simple eating people, um, getting more sort of fruits and vegetables and, and just cutting out the ultra-processed food and or minimising it. You know, we're all going to die at some point, so we may as well have a little bit of fun on the way and not be so harsh about, you know, you shouldn't be eating this and you shouldn't be eating that. That's just causing stress. Have some fun. Um, yeah. Just because I'm a nutritionist doesn't mean to say that I'm, have a horrible you know boring diet i i eat i love food you know if i don't have three meals a day that that is what keeps me going i have to have three meals a day and that's the best way i find to manage my weight but i look forward to my food i couldn't think of anything worse than going for like hours without food and yeah be honest a lot of the people i meet that are on these diet trends are all the people trying to lose weight because they're they're clutching at something else another you know another little bit of hope where really they just need to eat well and and sort of deal with what the emotional factor is that's that's making them not want to that 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 need I always say there's an we have a need for everything until we release the need of whatever it might be until you release the need for that you'll keep having that issue whether it's an addiction whether it's a weight issue whether it's the same thing that keeps happening in your life. So let's just say you keep meeting the same person or the same issue keeps happening. Staff member, for instance, you keep getting a difficult staff member or you that person is going to keep showing up in your life in some form, in some way, until we have learned the lesson. And usually they are a mirror of what we need to look at to go ah. Oh, okay, maybe this is what I need to fix on myself. Or maybe it's just an inner belief that we are worthy and we deserve better and then that person's going to go away. can be as simple as that. But I do believe that life is a lesson and we're here to learn the lesson. The signs are all there, but we just have to be aware of those signs and to learn from them. But I think, as you've said, Rose, I think the main thing is uh, surrounding ourselves with the right people, and not being scared to cut people off if they're toxic.
0: Exactly. That's 100% right. I've done that plenty of times, especially recently, you know, and it's made such a difference on my day. <laughs> you don't have that negative energy at you all the time. That's d- making you doubt yourself, you know, that that's okay. so important. You know, yeah. there's so much available now. There's so much education available that you can really come down to having the best quality life. And it comes down to also respecting our bodies. They, our bodies, as you said, are the most amazing piece of machinery. They are designed to heal, right? But we also have to respect that and encourage our bodies to function better and to work better for ourselves. You know, place a thing. Procedures like plastic surgery—they are there for a reason. They have a place. But when those types of things are abused. Um, for insecurities, always searching for that next perfect thing and, and searching for that perception of perfection, that doesn't exist. And that's when you get yourself into strife mentally um, because you're searching for something that that's never going, you're never going to achieve. You need to focus on yourself um, and what's best for you. Yeah,
1: I agree. I agree. I think it's such an important conversation and such an important topic. Um, and I'm sure there'll be more more topics like this that will, will come along on the podcast because there are so many people out there that do have insecurities and I think the more we bring it to light and the more we can talk about it, um, the more we can squash those insecurities and hopefully people will start to believe in themselves a little bit more and have that confidence and that empowerment to to realise that we're all the same. That's the thing, we are all the same and we've got the same opportunities We can go out there and grab life and enjoy it or we can just sort of sit at home and complain about life and think about the world hates us and what's wrong with us. And I think it all starts with our own mental health and and taking charge of that.
0: And choices. It is okay to say no to someone that doesn't align with you. That is okay. And I think the more we embrace that, the better life we're going to have.
1: Mm. Okay. That's that's another topic. We um, Otherwise, we'll be here all day. But another topic to talk about, I think, is talking about choices, boundaries. That's another one we need to talk about as well, because having boundaries is a form of self-respect. And it took me a long time to actually start to implement boundaries. And then when you do, you normally find the toxic people don't like it. Yes. And um, that can cause a lot of issues. They'll either try and change you or they will have to leave your life. So another topic for another day will be boundaries. But great to chat, Rose. And I think your your event um, that you did recently last night, uh, fantastic. Well done. Um, I think you're amazing. And the change that you are are making in Adelaide and across Australia, actually, is is quite incredible. So I am your biggest cheerleader. So oh. I just want you to know that.
0: Oh, thank you. That's Oh, that, that means a lot coming from you. Thank you. You know how much I love your work as well. But I think the more we continue to get the message across and really empower women, um, I think, you know, it's just so satisfying to see, yeah. Absolutely.